Good afternoon, everybody. Uneducated Economist here. I know a few of you are worried that I got rid of the Toyota. No way. I still drive the Toyota around. I just have the pickup truck as well, and I just wanted to make sure that I drive them both occasionally to make sure that everything's working right. And um, so, yeah, I'm in the Toyota today. Got the blue fuzzy dice for you. I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about the bond market. Now, I've had a few people ask me, like, to talk about the bond market again, and I knew I know a lot of you are new to economics. Like a lot of people who come to the channel are coming to learn for the first time, and that's why they're here is because they really want to get this street level perspective on what's going on with the economy. I mean, you can listen to financial guys or you know some of the big real estate guys and stuff like that, but they really have a view that is much higher than what we are looking at from the street level, like like what I talk about. And once you kind of become understanding of like the bond market, sovereign debt, junk bonds, you really start to see why the federal funds rate, like what the Federal Reserve is doing with their interest rates and how that can affect the rest of the markets out there, especially when it comes to financial markets. I had a, in fact, I had somebody, I believe in the comments asking about the money market accounts and why that is such a big deal when they start to freeze up. And it's because that's like the very tip of the financial markets like the money market accounts is where the first short-term loans began so if you can imagine if you were a business who wants to make payroll you're a little short on cash or you're not quite sure if you're gonna make the cash like going to the money market accounts for a loan by selling them commercial paper or something like that is the easiest way for them to get financing it's the fastest it's the it's just like the very beginnings of finance anything that's like longer or bigger financing and stuff like that, it starts to go deeper into the financial markets. So I'm trying to keep it really simple there as far as like describing how important the money markets are. It's just if you could imagine like it's the very first entry into the financial markets. I mean, it's not really, but that's kind of like an idea that you can see. And that if that like entry starts to become obscured, like as far as the availability or... <clears throat> just getting in and out of that market becomes difficult, then the rest of the markets become start becoming difficult as well. So anyway, we're just going to leave it at that. Let's talk about bonds. Now, a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their head around bonds. Like they don't understand bond prices versus yield and why the interest rate on a bond or the coupon rate is different from the yield. Like what is all this stuff kind of makes, you know, what? how do you make sense of all this? And so I'm going to try and describe a bond as simply as I can. Now, if you can imagine a bond, just it's really just a loan. Like you're gonna loan somebody a hundred bucks, you write it down on a piece of paper. I'm gonna loan so and so one hundred dollars, and I'm gonna get ten percent interest off of this loan. And you, you know, that's a contract for it. Well, say the person who you were going to loan this money to is gonna make payments back to you instead of like just handing you back all the money plus the interest. Instead, what they're gonna do is is bust it up into these into these payments. And then at the very end of the payment system, hand you back the money that you had loaned them or that, that they had borrowed from you. So this is the bond and the coupon rate that's attached to the bond. And they call it a coupon rate because if you can imagine back in the day when you purchased a bond, they actually gave you like a physical bond. It was a physical piece of paper on it. And down at the bottom of that bond was these little coupons that you can tear off. And those coupons were set. So like this is, I'm just going to make up some numbers, some hypothetical numbers. So you bought a bond that has a hundred dollar face value to it. The yield on it might be 10%. So that is a hundred dollar bond yielding 10% has a 10% coupon to it. Well, let's say the very next day 
you had somebody come to you and say, hey, I really like that bond. Interest rates are moving around and I like the purchase price that you had made for that bond or the interest rate that that bond is, is paying. I'm going to give you a little bit of a premium in order to buy the rest of that bond. Okay, try and follow me here. So you purchased the bond for $100. It pays a 10% interest to it. So you're getting a 10% yield. Now the person who buys it from you, say they pay $110 for it. Although the coupon rate is still 10% of the face value of the bond, what the investor is actually receiving is a little less yield because he paid more for the bond than you did. Does that kind of make sense? So as the price of the bond goes up, what those coupons are going to yield the investor is going to go down. That's why yield is different from coupon rate. And that's the major difference in it. So as prices go up, yield goes down. What the investor is actually going to get from that bond, that's what's dropping down. So this is really important to think about because as interest rates are going down, the prices of those bonds are going up. So if you were a company selling your debt, well, as interest rates are going down, the bond prices are going up. You're able to sell a lot more of your debt and pay back a lot less interest. Does this kind of make sense? So this is where it's getting kind of critical here in pretty much throughout the entire globe is that you have something called sovereign debt, sovereign bonds, or like in our case in the United States, U.S. Treasuries. Now, generally, U.S. Treasuries are going to be the safest, most reliable way of securing your money because U.S. Treasuries are by far the safest asset out there. As, um, sorry, my friend just drove by. So as the prices of these bonds go up and the yields go down, the investors are looking for that yield somewhere. And so where they are finding it is in those higher yielding junk bonds or the corporations that are out there. So they're finding that if they buy these corporate bonds, these higher yielding junk bonds, the interest that they pay, the yield that they pay is much higher than the sovereign debt, but they're taking on more risk for it. But because they need that return on their on their money, they're looking for that fixed income and they're not quite finding it in the safe U.S. Treasuries, they move it up into those junk bonds, which is then bringing the price of the junk bonds up and the yields closer to the U.S. Treasuries. This is the critical spot that we're into right now because I'm going to leave a link down in the description and I'm going to, you can go and see that the S&P 500 right now has more share buybacks taking place than in any other time. So it's hitting like a record, at least for the price of it. I think the actual number of shares is down. But the price that they're paying, or the, the, the amount of uh, purchasing going into the share buybacks is, is going up quite, quite heavily. This is the scary part. If interest rates rise, now I'm going to try and end this video here pretty quick, but now listen to this. If the interest rates begin to rise, like the federal funds rate and stuff like that begins to change, and then the U.S. Treasuries start to find that the yield on them is starting to rise and the prices are coming down, that yield is going to get closer and closer to the junk bonds that are out there. When that starts to take place, then the investors are going to start getting out of the junk bonds and moving into the safe haven U.S. Treasuries. Now, what happens with these companies who have sold all this debt and now have to pay their bondholders or the creditors or roll their old debt into new debt, if the yields go up and the prices go down, they may find themselves in a position in which that they do not have enough cash to pay their credit hold or their creditors or the bondholders out there. If that is to take if that is to happen, they're gonna start selling what? Their shares. And you can see the stock market start to go down as they're trying to make their, their creditors whole again. Anyway, I'm gonna leave it at that. 
Links are down in the description. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know.